Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today I have a very special guest, Dean Fox, who is a leading mindset coach, trainer, consultant, entrepreneur, and speaker. Based in the Northeast of England, UK, Dean has trained and coached thousands of entrepreneurs across the country with his powerful message. Dean started life as an engineer in the steel industry and carved out a career by continually learning and trying new things, progressing from engineer to national sales manager with the major blue chip company, but always knew there was more to life than the day-to-day grind of the job. His first taste of entrepreneurship and personal development came after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad in 2005, and he started to get involved in real estate investing and development. The 2008 financial crisis nearly cost him everything, and he was on the verge of losing his home. His whole life changed when in 2010, he was involved in a major road traffic accident, and he began to reassess what was important in his life. Looking for inspiration during this difficult time, he picked up a copy of Think and Grow Rich and began his journey into personal success and achievement. Over the last decade, Dean has invested in himself and rebuilt and grown a six-figure consultancy and coaching business and has several other business interests. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. You know, I, I started my my life as, a, as an engineer, my background's in engineering, and um, I, I built my, my, my way through the corporate ladder if you like so um, but I, it, throughout my corporate career I was always on this what I call the finish line mentality I was always looking for the next step so when then you know when, when I when I reach this then I'll be happy or you know when I've achieved this then I'll be successful and so um, having having grown from an apprentice in the engineering uh, sector right through to uh, an engineering manager I still felt that the uh, I didn't feel fulfilled. I still felt there was something else, and so I sidestepped. I moved out of engineering um, uh, as a as a practical engineer, and I moved into commercial. I started in the sales environment, and again, I, I started at the bottom, and I worked my way up to national sales manager for um, a blue chip company here in the UK. And but again, I still didn't feel like I was I was fulfilled. I still felt like I was searching for something, and so. In the early 2000s, I made a decision to to leave the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I thought that running my own business, being in control of my own future, my own destiny, that that, that would give me what I was looking for. Okay. Um, and so I left and, and, I, and I went to um, to run my own business. My, my wife and I set up uh, 
uh, and got involved in real estate and, and uh, property development and investment here in the UK. Um, and we had a period of time from about 2003 right through to kind of 2008 where things were going really well. You know, we had a really strong business um, and, and we were growing. You know, we, we probably we probably reached in terms of business growth and portfolio. We had maybe just short of or around about a seven-figure business. Wow, and, that's amazing. Um, we, you know, we, we 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 were doing really well, and I, I, from a personal perspective, I was starting to feel like um, all the things I was searching for, I was finding them. I was starting to think, okay, this is this is it. This is what um, this is what will will determine my success, and this is what will make me feel good enough, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, you know, we didn't see it coming uh, as fast, but 2008 happened. So, you know, we, we, we suffered the financial crisis that the world essentially suffered, and so globally. And over that period between 2008 and 2009, there's a couple of things that, 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 that really rocked us. The first one was obviously the financial crisis, and that, that was almost like, um, particularly in our, in our business in, in property and real estate was almost like somebody uh, turned off a tap so we closed mm-hmm. the doors at 5pm in the office one night and, and didn't open them the next day it was just it was a completely different world overnight um, and you know we started just to quickly realise that um, you know some of our um, uh, our credit lines and some of the finance houses we work with were just kind of pulling the carpet pulling the rug from everybody and saying that's it we're you know we're out of the game we, we need everything back mm. and so we had a period over a few months where um it was just you know it was one thing after another um it was just a constant battle every day to try and uh, keep your head above water you know the, the rules were changing the market was changing so fast and everything that we built our business around in the lead up to that had just stopped overnight wow and we during the period where things were going reasonably well, we we kind of taken probably the kind of advice that most of us get when we're when we're growing up that we shouldn't put all our eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. we should save something for a rainy day. And so we did a couple of things. We put some uh, savings aside, but we'd also invested some of that money um, elsewhere um, to try and um, uh, protect a little bit of income as well. Gotcha. And so we made a decision in in. 2009 that okay look um th- this is not going to be a, a quick turnaround there's going to be a period of, of time where this is going to go uh, continue so we're going to need to um you know bring in the reins and we're going to have to uh, maybe cash in some of the investments that we had and, and, and just sit it out we'll survive that way um and then a couple of things happened one was obviously a lot of those investments were tied to um financial instruments and you know, they, they just they had zero value virtually, so we'd, we'd lost a substantial amount in there. And then one of the bigger investments that we had, um, unfortunately, the, the company that we were dealing through, they turned out to be um, uh, to be fraudulent, mm-hmm. um, and we lost that investment as well. And uh, you know, we've always been a fairly positive um, uh, family. We, we'd always kind of said, "Okay, we'll get through it. But let's let's look at what we can do next." Mm-hmm. And so we, we sat down and we talked about it. We said, look, this, you know, it's unprecedented. It's difficult times. a bit like we're going through right now. Um, how do we regroup? How do we, how do we find a way through it? And so we talked about it and I said, look, you know, I still got a background in the corporate world. 
good salespeople, um, good business development people are always in demand. I could probably go back and get a, a job, uh, and that'll help see us through. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the plan. Um, that's what we decided to do. And I started to reach out to some of my own contacts in the industry and say, look, with everything that's going on, I, I need to look for something. Let me know if anything comes up. And then in March of 2010, um, my wife and I and my youngest son were involved in a road traffic accident. Mm. Um, and that was a fairly bad one. It took four or five hours to, uh, the road was closed for about four or five hours. Wow. It took, it took about two hours to cut us from a vehicle. And there was times during that period, uh, I drifted in and out of consciousness. You know, we had various physical injuries, but there was times during that where I, I, I actually thought, you know, that that, that that had ended, that you know, my life had ended. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the sky sometimes and thinking, is this what it, is this what it feels like when, um, when you've actually passed to the other side? Mm. And we hadn't obviously we survived that. Yeah. But unfortunately, what that left us with is, is a position where we were unable to work physically. So even though I wanted to just be able to go back in the corporate world and survive for a period of time, I physically couldn't. Um, uh, you know, We had um, a recuperation period that lasted probably the best part of 10 or 12 months um, across 2010. And okay. what happened through that period really was that this two things one was that obviously from a financial perspective we were just bleeding money we were just eating into any funds that we had mm-hmm. um, we were just using every single month um, and we had some you know from fabulous support from, from uh, family and some really good friends of ours and that kept us uh, kept us going but I think the biggest thing for me personally was that um, you know you grew up with the belief um, particularly as a uh, as a man that you know we're the we're the with a provider, and mm-hmm. we should be out there doing something, and I was really struggling with that from a Got you. from a, a mindset point of view, um, and, and I wasn't able to really do anything. And it came to a head, kind of. Um, I I struggled right throughout that year of 2010, and it came to a head in the lead up to Christmas, so a couple of weeks before Christmas in December. Uh, I got up in the morning, and um, it was one of those. Um, crisp winter mornings where it was the sun was out but it was it was cold and I I'd mm-hmm. said to my wife Christine that I was going for a walk I needed to, to get some fresh air I needed to clear my head mm-hmm. but in reality I, I had no intention of going home I I'd made a decision that you know it, it I was it wasn't worth going on wow. um, that my family would probably be better off if I wasn't there mm. and um, I, so I left the house with that in mind with, with no intention of going home and I. I walked not far from where I live to a, a woodland area and um, there's a clearing and I sat there and I'd like to think that I, I'd like to say that I, I really understood what was going on at the time, but I didn't. I just mm-hmm. sat there and I, I'd gone from being hugely, hugely angry about everything, you know, angry with myself, angry with the situation, angry with you know whose fault it was in a car accident, angry with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, to making a decision that I was going to end my life, to suddenly becoming really calm, and everything seemed to go quiet, and I just kind of sat, and I wasn't sure what was what was happening, mm-hmm. but I just seemed to have a moment of, of of clarity where I started to ask myself some questions, and those questions were along the lines of, I could have I could have been killed, you know, seven eight months ago in a car accident, yeah, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Why should I be making the decision? You know, to end my life now. If I didn't die then, 
why not? What's the purpose? Gotcha. And, and why am I here? And it was enough of a question just for me to start to think, well, maybe there is something else. Maybe there's another reason. Maybe there's more to life than, than, than where we are now. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, on reflection, um, I often think, you know, my life changed then in an instant. And I suppose to a certain extent it did, but I couldn't see it at that time. It didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did was I went back home that day and I, I was looking for some level of inspiration. And I took a, I went back to the office uh, that we had in the house and I took a book from the bookshelf. And really, it, it wasn't a considered decision. I just took something that meant something to me and I was going to try and draw some inspiration from it. And I took a book that my son had bought me um, on a return journey from a, from a holiday um, a couple of years earlier. And um, it was a book called Thinking Grow Rich. And I, I couldn't put it down. I started to see, I'd read it before, but I started to see things in there that I'd never seen. Mm-hmm. And lots of the elements of, the, of, of what was written there kind of just kept coming back to me and reminding me that Look, this is going to be up to you. You're going to have to do something about this. And it, you're going to have to do something different. Okay. Um, because if you keep doing the same things, you're going to end up with the same results. Absolutely. And so I, I made a commitment at that time that I was going to learn something that I hadn't learned previously, which was I was going to learn about myself. Yeah. I was going to start, and I didn't know it was called personal development or, or anything like that at the time. I just thought um, I got myself into this position. I need to get myself out, and the only way out is to do something different. Gotcha. And I need to understand how I ended up here. Mm-hmm. And so um, from reading Think and Grow Rich, I, I kind of went on um, a bit of a personal development journey. I read everything I possibly could. I watched everything I possibly could. I did get, uh, as soon as I was able, I went and got a job to, to try and secure some income. And what we did was, with every penny that, that, that we made over and above that what we needed, I spent that on personal development. Um, okay. On, attend, on attending events, finding, you know, seeking out people who, um, books I'd read or people I'd seen on YouTube or, and, and you know, finding out where they were and, and how I could interact with them and how I could listen to more from them. And that, you know, that led me to having a whole group of mentors that have really significantly helped me. Now, some of those were people that I worked, you know, personally with us, you know, from a coaching point of view. But, but some of them were just people I now class as mentors that I, I have had the pleasure to meet personally, but, but I've never really coached me one-to-one. Okay. I just took so much from the information that they provided. You know, everybody from Les Brown to uh, Jim Rohn, Bob Proctor, you know, a whole raft of people that mm-hmm. um, I would I recall as, as, as my mentors. And what started to change for me slowly but surely was the, the view I had of myself, yeah. my understanding of who I was um, and what it would take to get back to where we wanted to be. Yeah. And so that was kind of, that's how I ended up in, 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 the, in the situation of, 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 of getting involved in in personal development um, and I never really had a plan from there on in to to be coaching or to uh, to change the world or do have any of those ambitions uh, I just had a plan to, to kind of help myself and help my family yeah that's a, and, that's an amazing story yeah and I think what happened Gillian is is, is that it, it, it just 
it just kind of transitioned. I talk about the ripple effect. I, I started to realize that some of the things that I was doing, I was then sharing with you know my family and mm-hmm. uh, you know my two sons and my wife and, and some of my wider family, and they were taking on some of that stuff and doing some things for themselves. And some of their you know their life was starting to change in a positive way. And it was from there that I suddenly realised that, do you know what? This is this is valuable stuff. This is this is this information needs sharing wider. And even then, I still didn't really do anything with it until a few people started to approach me and say, um, you know, I've seen where you were, I've heard your story, um, and, and and I've seen what you're doing now. And would it, you know, would you be able to help me? What, what do you think's got you there? What things could you share with me? And I started to share some of that. And it had an impact on them, and I suddenly realised that um, that that became really important for me. Got you. And uh, and so, having had a job for a few years back in the corporate world, um, I realised that you know I, I would never, I, I didn't really, that wasn't my purpose. I never really intended to be there. And so I left the corporate world again and went back to to work on myself. And I set up a consultancy and a coaching business. Uh, and over the last kind of four or five years, really. We, we've we've uh, we've grown that, um, uh, and I now coach uh, a number of people across uh, you know across the world. I'm blessed to have worked in a number of different countries from a consulting point of view, um, and so my mission now is, has changed slightly. My mission is that you know, I really want people um, at whatever stage they're at, you know, whether they're where I was in the really darkest of dark times, to understand that there's a glimmer of light and there's hope. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there is a way out, right through to people who are just maybe, um, as I was after that, maybe knowing that they're, they're capable of more but seem to be stuck and not sure why, um, to really understand you know, who they are and, and, and what's possible for them and unleash the real potential that they have inside them. And so that's really my, my kind of mission right now is, is to, to share that uh, with as many people as I can. And, and if my story allows people to see that you know if it's possible for me then it can be possible for them um then then that's why i use it it's not to impress them in any way but to impress upon them that you know what's possible what's being possible for me is possible for anybody and not different to anybody else yeah yeah that's that's an incredible story thank you so much for sharing all of that it's amazing to see how you know, something that was a struggle for you before actually became the platform that you now use to help other people um, and how that was birthed out of your own personal development. I think that's amazing. So thank you for sharing that. That's okay. And, 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 and you know, thank you for the opportunity for sharing that. It's, uh, it's, it's something that's close, close to my heart, obviously, because it's, you know, it was my personal experience. But like you say, um, I'm a big believer in, um, in this idea that, you know, it's, it's great to have read something or learned something from somebody as a mentor or a coach, but when you've experienced it as well and used it mm-hmm. personally, you know it adds it adds far more strength to to, to you know to, to what what you're saying to people when I'm coaching somebody. It, it's it's much easier for me to say, look, I know exactly how you feel, not because I've I've read it in a book or because yeah. I've seen other people, but because I've experienced it. Absolutely. And going back to what you were saying before about how it is being a man and you're the provider and, you know, just those thoughts that were going through your head based off of, you know, the, the standard that has been set by society. Um, I associate that with, you know, a, a stereotype that you had to overcome um, in order to move forward with your family. And 
um, to really take time to think about what to do next. Um, so along with that, were there any other misconceptions or maybe stereotypes that you had to overcome along the way, whether it was as, you know, dealing with family or as an entrepreneur um, or just any of that? Were there any others that you had to overcome? Yeah, you know, I, I, I talk often and one of the key areas I spend a lot of time coaching people on is is the labels that we apply to ourselves. So those stereotypes that you, you mentioned, in fact, I posted live in my group today talking about the labels that we that we attach to ourselves. You know, we're all given labels um, from a young age, you know, uh, as a son, a father, a daughter, a mother, a sister, a brother, all of those types. But then we inherit some other labels. You know, we, we suddenly think that, you know, because we are, now an entrepreneur or we're now a business owner or we're now in sales that that requires us to you know be somebody different mm-hmm. um, and so we start to attach our actions and, and our feelings against those labels as well uh, and, and that creates um, you know a, a, a barrier sometimes an obstacle because we build up this image of ourselves who we think we are yeah based on our, you know, our belief system and the things that happen to us in our earlier years and uh, and that often doesn't serve us when we're moving into um, you know new arenas or we're moving into um, you know new careers or, or setting up businesses and things like that and so I talk a lot with people about the limiting beliefs and, and, and you know where we where we get them from and how we overcome them and so you know I did a lot of work a lot of self searching if you like looking at okay you know every time something happens and I still do it to this day if, I, if I'm about to do something and, and I have this feeling inside that maybe I shouldn't be doing it or uh, I'm uncomfortable in some way, I'll often just sit and think, well, okay, so why am I getting that, that emotion? Where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, what, you know, what do I relate that to? And so some of the things that I personally had, you know, I struggled with was um, I, I build up a, uh, a belief system. And one of those beliefs I had was that, that um, maybe I wasn't as, as good as I thought I was. Got you. Um, and I also had a, uh, I really struggled with imposter syndrome. Uh, mm. I had this idea that someone, you know, I was a bit of a fraud and someone was going to find me out. So even when we yeah. were having real success in the, in the real estate arena and the property business, I, I kept thinking, okay, something's going to happen here and somebody's going to find out that I'm, you know, I'm bluffing this. I'm not as good as, as people think I am. Got you. And yes, I couldn't predict 2008. Uh, you know, that was a global uh, issue, mm-hmm. but you know, understanding the laws of the universe and how things work. If it wasn't 2008, it would have been something else. You know, I would, I would have self-sabotaged um, that business yeah. in some way, shape, or form, simply to validate the belief that, that you know I wasn't good enough. Absolutely. And so I did a lot of work on myself around you know understanding. Okay, what are the beliefs that I have, um, uh, and, and eliminating those. You know, I talk about this a lot. I have a couple of phrases, but one is that it's like releasing a mental handbrake. Mm. Um, you know, you, you, you take the handbrake off, you, you allow the vehicle to, to travel far easier. Uh, I could take action much faster. I could do things I never thought I could do before. And, you know, one of the, one of the other things that I really discovered was that I could go to, uh, I could go to a live event or I could watch something motivational or I could read a great book or I could listen to somebody speak on YouTube and, and I could feel empowered and and I think this is it, I'm, I'm going to start doing what I need to do, I'm going to take that action mm-hmm. and I'd start and then maybe within, I don't know, either a few days a few weeks or even a few months suddenly I'd kind of, 
it, it, that, that motivation, that, that inspiration, that, that belief in myself would wane and I'd be back to where I was before. Absolutely. And, and, and so, you know, going through this up and down, this roller coaster of that, I suddenly, I, I started to ask, well, why is that? How is it that, you know, I, I could take action for so long and then, and then I stop? And so you know, I did a lot of work about understanding, okay, so, you know, I can do, I can do what I call surface work where I can feel better about myself. I can, I can do some, um, uh, some, some, make some, some changes or I can put what I call, you know, a band-aid or a sticking plaster over something. But eventually it, it shows through again. Um, and only when I really took the, the time to say, okay, exactly what is it that's stopping me doing this and where did that come from? Um, and actually eliminating it completely so that it never affected me again. Only then was I in a position to say, okay, I don't need to be continually motivated. I can take whatever action I want because I know what's possible. Got you. Got you. So it's no longer that cycle, that up and down. I completely understand yeah. that and have experienced that myself. Um, What would you say to someone who is maybe going through a similar experience um, that you went through or just maybe their own personal experience and they are, are struggling with imposter syndrome or some of the things that you mentioned, what is something that you would tell them or advise, advise them? I think, I think the keys are that um, the, the first thing is to have an awareness, um, to become aware that there is something holding you back is the first thing to recognize it and bring it out in the open. I yeah. often think that, you know, one of the things that I did for, for a long time was just, I was in denial. I just kept saying, no, yeah. I can't do that. You know, um, it, it's, I just kept, kept it bottled up inside, but to bring it out and shine a light on it, um, yes, it's difficult, but it's one of the best things that you can do um, because it will force them, it will force you and force me to be able to say, okay, what is that? And, and where did that come from? Because that, I, should, I, don't have, I shouldn't have to feel like that. Um, so that was the first thing, was to, to have an awareness that, that there was something there and to, and to, and to happily kind of um, shine a light on it uh, and show it to the world, essentially. Be yeah. humble enough to say, okay, there's, there's an issue here and I need to address it. Um, the second thing that I, that, that, that I think is really helpful and is something that, 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 I, that I do when I'm coaching people is to understand where, where did you think that came from? You know, what's the earliest memory that I, I can remember feeling like that? Okay. How did, how, how did, how did I end up, you know, believing whatever it is that I believe about myself? How mm. did I end up believing that to be true? Um, because one of the key things for me is having done that, you know, is you can then start to look at that situation with a, with a new set of eyes from a different perspective. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a saying that says, um, you know, when we change the way we look at things, what we look at changes. Yeah. And that's entirely true from a limiting belief perspective because as soon as we shine a light and we change the perspective that we're looking at what happened previously, mm-hmm. we suddenly see it with a new perspective and that changes what we believe completely about the situation. Yeah, that, um, that is so and, good. And, and, and doing that process, you know, over and over again with the beliefs that we have um, allows us to, to take a fresh look at those from a, from a completely different perspective and that changes the way that we... Um, perceive the event and, and more importantly how that makes us feel yeah those are really good um, I know it's something that we all can can use and work on is looking back and seeing the the kind of like the root cause of, of some of the feelings and emotions that we're having and like you said it is difficult it's not going to be easy 
Um, and it may not even, it may take some help. It may take a, a coach or a therapist or someone like that to help you um, really deal with the emotions that may surface when you go back to that point. Um, but it yeah. is important. It is vital to be able to move forward and also to create goals and things that are coming from a, a fresh perspective and not necessarily you trying to live into someone that you're not. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And, and so, you know, part of what I do is to help people through that process. That's one of the, the, the services that we provide. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think is really helpful for people, you know, if, you, if, if it, it, it sounds relatively obvious, but when you're in that space, it's not it's not easy to say. I have a saying that, you know, when, when you're in the picture, it's really difficult to see the frame. Yeah. Um, and, and when you're really, you know, going through a difficult time, it, it's not as easy to step back and look from a bigger picture and, and look at the you know the wider uh, uh, the wider world if you like but I would encourage people to, to try and do that um, to reach out to somebody it doesn't have to be you know I found it really difficult to speak to my close family mm-hmm. um, you know I've got a very good relationship with my family but even then I found it really difficult to reach out to them um, I felt like I was trying to do everything on my own but I did find it much easier to find you know an external coach somebody who who didn't really relate, you know, know me that well. Um, I found it easier to open up to them and say, "Look, this is what I, this is what I'm feeling," and then to have them say, "Okay, yeah, I know exactly what you feel because I've felt like that before," and suddenly think, oh, "Okay, then, so this is not just me." Because I think that's one of the big problems is we we're all insular. Whenever yep. we're going through something, we think we're the only people going through it. Certainly. Yeah. So that, that's another thing that I would encourage people to do is to reach out and find somebody who, who they can talk to um, uh, at least to kind of um, help through those initial initial stages. Yeah, that's a really good suggestion. Um, how can people get in touch with you and stay connected and even, you know, take part in some of your services? Yeah, so, you know, uh, they can reach me on all the, all the usual social media channels on, on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I'm at Dean Fox Coaching. Um, and um, on my website, they can get me directly at dnafox.com. Okay. Uh, so my pro- some of my programs are listed there, and also I have a, a, a I have a, a one of my coaching programs um, that, I, that is part of a five step process that I've developed over the last ten years. One of those steps is about resilience, mm-hmm. which is something I talk a, a lot about when I get asked to speak about. And so I took that module of the of the training out, and, and people can get that for free on my website. Um, okay, so great. The, 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 the e-book and the training that, that goes with it is, is, uh, is available for people to get free access to uh, from our website. Uh, and that, that's something that I think is, uh, is hopefully very beneficial for people. Absolutely. And I will have all of these links in the episode description so you can take advantage of those and definitely take advantage of the free resources that he's offering. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share um, that you feel is important um, before you go? I always want to make sure that my guests don't leave with anything that they feel is important for the listeners. I think one of the key things that I've that I've I've learned um, over the time, and if people can really really understand the concept, it's easy to intellectualize this bit, but if you really understand it, it can be a game changer, and that is that. Um, Every situation, and it's really, it's really um, important in the current um, times that we're going through as well, is that every situation, every event that happens to us has no inherent meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the interpretation 
of the event that you know our interpretation of that event that gives it a meaning. Wow. And that's the same. That's the same whether it's a limiting belief or whether it's the current situation that we're in in terms of you know global lockdown and, and the economy changing. There's every situation is either an obstacle or it's an opportunity, and it doesn't have any real meaning other than the one we give it, and we can decide whether it's an obstacle or an opportunity. Uh, and I hope that people, you know, if they can take that right now in the current situation, um, and hopefully see some of the positive things, be grateful for what they have, but also see the opportunities that exist for them. Yeah, that is so amazing. Thank you again for coming on to share your story, your experience, your expertise. And um, I hope that all the listeners have been able to take something away. I know I have, and um, I've, you know, taken notes and will implement some of the things that you mentioned. But thank you again for being a part of the show. And it was my honor to have you on. It's been a real pleasure, Killian. And, and, and again, you know, I'm honored every time I get opportunities to share my story and hopefully add value to people. Um, so thank you again for the, the invite and the opportunity. It's been a pleasure. Of course. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and make sure that you connect with Dean on social media. Dean, I am so excited to have you on the show to share your experience through bankruptcy, through near-death experience, and even dealing with suicidal thoughts. So first of all, thank you for being a part of the show. It's a real pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity to speak and share some value with, with yourself and your audience. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.